Hey, it's Nelson. And this is Monica. Welcome to the Seattle Foodie Podcast, the show where we talk about the Seattle food scene and the people and businesses behind it. We eat all the food and share our insights with you. Thanks for joining us today. Let's get to it. Hey, Monica, it's Easter, but I didn't really celebrate Easter. It was kind of uneventful for me. How about you? Me either. I think this is the least celebrating of the Easter that I've done the ent- like in my entire life. And I'm not sure why. I mean, I think part of it is that my kid doesn't hunt eggs anymore. But also this sort of COVID fatigue, you know, part of my family was out of town. So I'm like, well, I'm not making like a 15 pound ham. <laughs> like for what? <laughs> and, you know, there are some good takeout options, you know, I mean, but no, so there's there's nothing going on in my house. You know where we ate today? Panda Express. That's right. No. Orange Chicken Day. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Let's not get into that. I do miss a good proper ham because Easter mm-hmm. feels like the only time I actually eat a ham other than deli meat ham that you buy from the grocery store. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We used to like to buy flame crafted ham that's got oh, all the yeah. bubbly brown sugar on it and you just reheat it. And over the years, like that's kind of gotten sketched too in terms of like actually getting access to, to a lot of good hams, except we we're talking earlier about honey baked. Mm-hmm. Honey baked ham is the best. Right. It's so <laughs> that- good. <laughs> what is it? The honey glaze, crusty stuff. Right. You're talking to me about like, I just mm-hmm. want the top part. I don't yeah. want the inner part. Because once you start getting into the inner part, and you're like cutting into the bone. I was like, I don't know what part is the meat and what part is the fat and what part is the bone. And it's like hard to eat. And I just dump everything and make it into a soup at that point. But I just want the top crust part. Mm-hmm. I'm so lazy because I, I see the Pinterest stuff and it's like, oh, you can totally do a honey glaze with a pineapple and, right. and you have to score it and everything. I was like, that's so much work. Right. I'm just going to buy a $30 a pound ham from, from Honey Bake Ham. Or I, I don't know what, it's not $30 a pound, you know, but that's something a, like that. That's a really great idea, Nelson. We should create a just the ham crust, kind of like just the muffin tops. Yes. And just like in Seinfeld, sell, just the muffin yeah, tops. Right. Just sell like the first five inches around the outside of a brown sugar crusted ham. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds delicious. You know, there's a Honey Baked Ham in Bellevue. I wonder mm-hmm. if. I can get a ham sandwich. I was like, I just want the top crust. Just give me the size <laughs> of the top crust for the sandwich. I don't want the ham. Just give me the top crust. Well, they must, right? I mean, because they got to trim trim all that stuff up. I mean, brisket has burnt pretty. ends. Right. Yeah. So why There's can't they have like ham crust? I mean, well, I know be... they could they could make like a uh, potato salad out of it, like potato and like ham bits. No, potatoes gets in the way. That's interference. I want the. I just want the pure crustiness of that golden ham with a little mm. bit of ham just the thin slice of ham and you know underneath it i don't know i think we're onto something because that sounds really delicious <laughs> kind of just like the muffin tops but then remember they had to donate the bottoms of the muffins so where do the right. hams go and like right. you know i mean oh we gotta think about that part who gets the ham do you remember that sign that same seinfeld episode i think elaine tried to donate the right? muffin <laughs> bottoms like the homeless, the homeless and like what is this where are the tops where are the top you think homeless people don't deserve tops <laughs> that's right that's right oh, uh, yeah why is it that we are restricted to eating ham on easter turkey on thanksgiving prime rib or whatever or even ham again i guess on christmas day why are americans or people in general so restricted on eating those types of foods on just that specific day capitalism these holidays are all pushed by (laughs) capitalism to sell things to us that we do not need so i ate at panda express today (laughs) corned beef on saint patty's day okay i I can eat up on that one (laughs) 
no. Only because of the sale. So the corned beef Artie Patty's Day is just because of the mm. sale. Because other than that, I'm paying $32 for two pounds of corned beef. Okay. <laughs> I want to switch. You know what? I have another diatribe that I want to tell people about. I love this Justin Bieber Peaches song, Monica. But for the <laughs> love of God, stop using it in your stories. Peaches aren't in season, people. Don't use it. Peaches. Use watermelon sugar instead. <laughs> That's Nelson's favorite, too, because the song's not about watermelon. (laughs) If you have peaches and you're eating peaches, then you can play the peaches song. But if you don't have peaches, if you're showing us a lasagna or some spaghetti, don't play the peaches song. I'm just telling people that you're confusing everybody. That'll be the next song (laughs) on my story. (laughs) I do like his suit, though. Do you see the suit that he's in? I haven't seen the video yet. I've been meaning to go on YouTube to watch the video because it's a very catchy song. But people, (laughs) if it's an awesome steak, Peaches is not the right song. I'm just telling you. It's a very catchy song. (laughs) It's so weird to see him as a grown-up, isn't it? It's weird. It's weird to me. I'm wearing a peach suit. It's just kind of like, okay. I don't know where that came from. (laughs) True story. His pastor, Justin Mm -hmm. Bieber's pastor, I went to high school with him. And I played I played football with him too Mm and basketball. Next time you see him start singing the Peaches song. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be hilarious. (laughs) Welcome to the show, everyone. Episode 134 of the Seattle Foodie Podcast. Monica, how are we doing tonight? Okay. It's still daylight out. Love it. Not raining today. Took a nap, ate some uh, casual fast food, and getting ready for work tomorrow. How about you? Is that what you call Panda Express? Is that considered the fast food category? Is that, I guess that was what Casual fast food. Casual. Okay. I don't know. Fast food is such a loose term these days. Yes, it is. Well, I mean, they're not cooking it made to order. I mean, it's literally sitting in a silver tray where they just scoop it out and put it on my plate. Yeah, it isn't isn't made to order. It's it's been sitting there. I don't know how long it's been sitting there. (laughs) No, no. No, no. Remember, we wait fresh, fresh. We wait for the fresh stuff. We At stand your own and risk. watch it. We stand and watch till they come up with the new stuff. We just stand watching. <laughs> All right, we have an interview today, and then as well, we have a what are we eating section. So why don't we get started, Monica? All right, tell me what you eat and see. Okay, Mr. Favorite Food. I'm a little gun shy this week because you made fun of how much I ate last week. So <laughs> I'm just. So I slowed it down a little bit. Unfortunately, no burritos this week. I was craving one too, but then I thought Monica's going to yell at me. So my willpower won me over this round. I even drove by one of my taco spots and I, I just resisted. I was like, nah, I, be- I better not. I was like, Monica's going to yell at me. Was like, oh my gosh. Somebody. So instead this week, I stopped by the fish box out in the central district. If you're into fried fish, this spot is for you guys. Southern fried catfish, halibut, fried salmon, and fried shrimp. They've got it all. Even with hush puppies too. I got the fried catfish and fries and the sandwich, which is their signature fish sandwich. If you're out late at night and you got the munchies, Monica, they are open until 2 a.m. on the weekends. What? (laughs) Yes, Yes. I know. (laughs) That's awesome. I know. Fried fish at 2 a.m.? I could... Can't beat mm-hmm. that. Nope. Ibrahim. I got to meet the owner. His name is Ibrahim. He's awesome. He hires young kids to get off the streets. And he's currently fundraising to raise $15,000 for teachers at St. Therese Catholic School. You guys got to go support them. I really love that sandwich. The fish sandwich. Oh. It's so good. It's with really good. The Hawaiian bun. And oh, I don't know why. I, shredded lettuce seems so much better than just a big bib oh, lettuce. Yeah. Is, it, is it just me? I don't yeah. know. No, yeah. it's not just you. He's fancy. And it just adds more texture. Whereas with the lettuce, it's just one piece with the the little bits. It's just like, yeah, it's just, it's a different texture. Mm-hmm. I just love it. 
He also makes his own house tartar as well. It's just, everything's good. You guys got to go get some fish out there. Just do it. Mm, yummy. Friday after golf with my friends. For some reason, they were craving burgers and they wanted to eat at the clubhouse. You know, when we play golf and I'm like, oh, yeah. good God, no. <laughs> this is a Cheesecake Factory moment. When my friend's like, let's go to the Cheesecake Factory. It's like, oh, my God, we can do better. Let's do better. Guys. <laughs> let's do better. <laughs> so we were out in Redmond. We went out to Tipsy Cow Burger Bar and I got the Brewmaster Burger, which comes with Beecher's Just Jack Cheese, Boar's Nest Sweet and Tangy Barbecue Sauce and a brew battered onion ring. That was a fat onion ring, by the way. Yeah. Burgers are just <laughs> always better with an onion ring on it, Monica. Mm-hmm. I don't, I could care less for the barbecue sauce. I don't know why. Why do the, why is it always with an onion ring? It goes with the barbecue sauce. Can people some do something different? Maybe an aioli, a sriracha sauce or something like that. You can, yeah. you can do it just other than barbecue sauce. I don't like the big onion ring. I like a bunch really? of like freshly, freshly French fried onions because again, that texture, right? Mm. Cause the big onion, and I guess maybe it's cause I'm not a huge fan of onions. There's some onions that I eat cooked, but hardly any raw unless it's pickled, which isn't technically raw. So I think that's why I kind of like French fried onions a lot better. Okay. Why not both? Can you put an onion ring and then inside the onion ring? Cause there's this hollow circle in it. You can do the French fried mm-hmm. onions in there. You could. I don't know though that that onion ring you had was really fat. I think I needed like half an inch, like yeah. skinnier. Okay. Yeah, because it's it's all oniony when you bite it. Oh, I like <laughs> it. I like that. I love onion rings like that. It's good. So we also got some wings too with Boar's Nest habanero barbecue sauce. It is actually mm. very spicy. I was very surprised by it. If you want to get some, get get some Boar's Nest habanero barbecue. Oh, spicy! At the weekend, Jenny's Goodies dropped me off some ice cream and. I got some Hala Hala, Biscoff, Organic Mango Graham, and Avocado Buco with Chia and Agave ice creams. She gave me four of these. Amazing. Hollow Hollow. I just love anything with Hollow Hollow, Monica. It's, I don't know why. I think I never had it as a kid. And now yeah. I've had it as an adult. Hollow mm-hmm. Hollow everywhere is just like, mm-hmm. oh. Hollow Hollow. Hollow everywhere. Hollow. Hollow Hollow Hollow. But it's amazing. And it's she put it in ice cream form. It's awesome. Normally don't do it, but I'm a savory guy. You, I mix the ice cream with the panda sauce. And there's mm. one panda sauce with cream cheese in it. Mm-hmm. Oh, how come people don't eat ice cream with bread? I don't know. I don't know. It's, a, it's an interesting combination. Well, because well, they're, they're eating ice cream with uh, garlic chili crisp instead. Oh, yeah. They can do it that way. Kari Kari. <laughs> Shout out to Kari Kari. Another I think it, I think bread. ice cream goes really well with a really like soft, fluffy bread. And so it doesn't go with all kinds of bread. Like it okay. does, I don't think it goes with sourdough. Mm-mm. Maybe when my friends force me to go to Cheesecake Factory, maybe I'll order some ice cream to go with the Cheesecake Factory bread mm-hmm. because it's really good. But It's really good. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. That's an idea. Jenny's Goodies ice cream is coming soon. So look out for that. Follow her page and make sure you have that. Monica, that's pretty much all I ate this week. Three things. I starved myself. Three things. That's it. I know. I know. You only ate three things this week. No secret eating. I'm still stuck on this bread ice cream thing. And it should work because like, think about like, have you, have you, have you had ice cream donuts before? Yeah. Yeah. Ice cream donuts. Usually the donuts aren't very sweet. Usually they're more on the savory side to counterbalance the sweetness of the ice cream. So yeah, bread should work. They have waffle cones. If they make Mm -hmm. waffles just a little Mm -hmm. bit softer and thicker, Mm -hmm. it's it's sort of a bread. It's a carb. Bring it together. Hmm. Anyway, now 
now you got me thinking about all these oh, like food I concepts. totally forgot. What? Hard Walk Cafe has the toast box. There's those Asian toast oh, boxes yeah. too that yeah. they hollow out the bread. Yeah, they take like 45 minutes to make. I hardly ever get those. Okay. <laughs> I got to order those ahead before we'll, I come. We'll tell Ty of Mangosteens to stop making those toast boxes because they take too long to make. Monica says it takes too long, Ty. Well, he just made, he he's he he drops it when he brings out my food, so it's always oh, <laughs> oh, he drops it to you, not drops it on the ground. I get, I I thought no, I thought yeah, no, yeah, he drops it because yeah, you have to core it out and bake it and everything. So like he knows how to time it when he delivers my other food because he always takes Monica. care of me. Everything's all about yeah, Monica. Yeah. He always takes care of me. What can I say? <laughs> I can't say a lot. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, wow, I had no, I had be... no secret eating. Mm-hmm. I think I went to Costco. Did I go to Costco? I don't even remember. I went to Costco. Maybe I had a hot dog. Did I have a? Hot... I can't remember. It was salads. Were you eating salads? No, they don't sell the salads anymore because of COVID. That's another reason of oh. why COVID's so stupid. They stopped selling the salads. Hmm. But the That's salads so are the most has the most calories, anyways. It's because of the dressing. Yes, the dressing is like twelve makes it yeah. twelve hundred calories. I'm just like okay. Do, well, do you know Cole doesn't eat dressing on his salads? What is he just eats? He just eats lettuce, and he doesn't eat syrup on his pancakes. He just eats pancakes. Hmm. He's like that. He measures like the amount of time he saves from like putting on condiments and like wasting time on it. It's this weird calculation in his head. It's so strange to me. I'll be like, did you put dressing on that salad? He's just like, nope. And he's just sitting there eating lettuce and cheese and croutons, but there's no dressing on it. It's very strange. That's definitely a nurture versus a nature <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah, I watched him do it. I watched him eat pancakes this morning. No syrup. We had four different kinds of syrup in the house. He just had a pancake, and I think the deal is he likes to pick up a pancake and like roll it up, or you know, or make it like yeah. a taco, or yeah. So he eats it with his hands. He's always kind of walking around with just food in his you, hands. You can roll it up, but it's a pig in a blanket if you roll it up. There's nothing in the blanket. <laughs> it's I just know, a blanket. <laughs> There's no pig in there. It's just a pancake. <laughs> I can't support team no syrup here i have to have I'm the syrup it's, it's too it freaking dry monica it's too dry i don't not the pancakes his mother makes you know, the pancakes i'm sure <laughs> are still moist but i still need some sort of wetness to it some sort of syrup it doesn't even have to be syrup maybe it could be like a berry compote or something like that but it just can't be yeah. a dry pancake i don't even like pancakes in in itself so i i don't know <laughs> Yeah, you'll have to ask him about it one day. He's um he's really like he's very minimal with lots of things. He's just okay. like I'm good and just eating a pancake with nothing. No, I mean no butter, nothing, nothing. <laughs> Maybe his previous reincarnation was a rabbit. I don't know if he's eating salad That's with no strange. dressing and just no, yeah. just nothing. He's not a sauce guy. In fact, I was surprised one day because I saw him with a thing of barbecue sauce. I'm like, what are you doing with that? He's like, oh, i just using it for my chicken. I'm like, no, no, I, it's fine. It's just I almost never see him with any type of condiment. So he kind of shook me a little bit the day with the barbecue sauce. <laughs> okay. Well, good job, Nelson. Be sure to get yourself a burrito. And uh, I don't know if you've ever talked to Connor about this Find Me in Seattle, but he loves burritos. Like he's a burrito connoisseur. And I don't know if you guys have ever directly spoken about your love for burritos. No, we talk about golf, not, not love for burritos. I know. <laughs> he loves burritos, like for real. So you all should talk about I'll it. I'll talk about burritos next time I yeah. talk to you. Oh, he loves burritos. Yeah. <laughs>
By the way, I love his dim sum days, but I'm so right. thrown off when they do dim sum days, but they get bakery goods for dim sum days. I know. Days. That's what I told him, too. Okay. I'm just like, you're doing dim sum at La Rev? <laughs> I know. I don't understand. Like, where's the shumai? Even though Amanda doesn't like it. But like, where's, where's the rice rolls? This isn't dim sum days. This is yeah. pastry days. It's kind know. of a fun concept because I really yeah. love Amanda. She's hilarious. All right, Monica. Tell me what you ate this week. Okay, starting last Sunday, Sunday brunch started out with a cocktail kit from Big Gin. Big Gin is made locally in Ballard. And Nelson, you know I'm a gin lover. They sent me a gin as you wish kit, which was beautifully and functionally designed. So like everything in the box had a place and like the design was just gorgeous. And I made a raspberry gin fizz because we have great berries here and that fresh flavor is perfect for spring. So I've got a few more cocktails to make because I didn't quite use the whole bottle yet. Pizza night. Oh, pizza this week came from Central Market. Nelson, they have this meat lovers pizza. And it's meat lovers, not the meat lovers. <laughs> Okay. Um, <laughs> so that's my favorite and you guessed it it's just really really full of meat and for a long time we couldn't catch the kitchen open after they reopened after covid because they were closed for quite a while the pizza is like huge and y'all can't see me holding my hands out but i'm basically holding them out like i'm hugging like three of me's right now so the slices are really generous and a pizza fed my family of three for two days so it's a really great deal too so central market makes pizza or you can take and bake if you want to do that be safer meat love Meat lover's pizza. What would you consider a meat lover's pizza? Because I'm thinking like you have to have at least the pepperoni, the sausage. Is it ham and Canadian bacons in there too? I've seen people put like these bacon bits on there. What other kind of meats would be in a meat lover's? I think for me, a meat lover's has to have a minimum of four meats. So okay. yes, I want to see pepperoni. I want to see Italian sausage, Canadian bacon, which I'm actually not fond of, but I expect to see it on the pizza and then bacon bits. And then, so mm -hmm. anything on top of that is more, but those are the four most common that I look for. Salami too, probably. Yeah. Yeah. And so what I'm looking for in a meat lover's is I'm looking for different um, textures and flavors of meat. And, and so that's why I kind of look for those, those four because they each have a different mouthfeel and a different flavor profile i go to mod pizza and like oh my gosh look at all the proteins right <laughs> right and it's the same price it's the same price chicken should not be on a meat lovers though poultry should no. not be on a meat lovers no it should be it's no no <laughs> save the chicken for white pizza it's just yeah. yeah it just doesn't match up well but yeah mod you know i mean it, it doesn't cost any extra because it's just whatever because you always mm -hmm. have kids like my, my son like cole who just gets just literally sauce, cheese, and bread. So <laughs> that's that's where they make their money. Like that's the same price as like the meat lover volcano yeah. of pizza that we eat. <laughs> I miss mud. I gotta go. Yeah. That's when my nieces get like just pizza, mm -hmm. sauce, and cheese. Yeah. That's when I go in the car and I start yelling at them. <laughs> that was $9. <laughs> you made me spend $12 on pizza, sauce, and cheese. And you didn't want anything else? What is wrong with you? <laughs> Right. We don't like anything else. It makes the pizza bread taste I don't better. care. I paid $12 for it. And you're going to get $12 worth of pizza. That's what you should get. Why do you hate us, Uncle Nelson? <laughs> oh, man. Those kids have got to get jobs. <laughs> All right, Monica. What else here? Oh, how can you need a burger get any better? Well, now they have a limited delivery area. And lucky me, I'm in the zone. 
<laughs> so Unita sent Cole and I a weekday lunch so we got to enjoy the burgers. And I hardly ever eat the mushroom burger in person, but I had it delivered. It's always been one of my faves. Cole being plain Jane got the uh, classic burger and then we just had fries. And it was a perfect thing because we were both in between meetings for work and school and it was delivered j- just that easy. So you need a burger delivers now, Nelson. I totally know how you need a burger can get better. <laughs> Delivered to Issaquah. It's free. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it delivered to Issaquah. <laughs> that too. That too. That I'll, too. I'll have it delivered yeah. to Issaquah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I don't want to pay the twenty dollars delivery fee for Issaquah though. That's yeah. That sounds about par for yeah for the twenty dollars. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> Okay, let's see. You you know, you go by this place sometimes, Nelson. Skillet Regrade Mm -hmm. is open for dining with indoor and outdoor options as well as takeout. So I've seen you preview some of the outdoor options there, the tents that are set up from Explore South Lake Union. Cole and I stopped by for a feast. So Cole had, again, a basic burger. And I couldn't pass up a chicken and waffle with eggs on top because I just love chicken and waffles. And Nelson, I know you're always looking for deals, so you're going to love this one. They have happy size sandwiches, and it's smaller than the big ones. And so I got a happy size fried chicken sammy with tomato soup. And this is right up your alley because those those little sandwiches with the sides are just $10.50 and they're normal size. Like I was totally full. And so that's like perfect. $10.50 for a sandwich and a side. Mm. And I Good also deal. got the, Excellent. yeah, I know. I know you're always looking for the deals, right? And I'm just like, <laughs> oh, that sounds fine. <laughs> I also got the blackened salmon sandwich uh, with a side kill Caesar. So I love that they have the burgers that I've come to love, the fried chicken sammies, and then they also have a really good fish sandwich. It was really seasoned and cooked well. So it was a great way to start the weekend. And also, you know, I'm trying to spend more time with Cole. I don't know if you heard, he's going back to school, so I'm not going to see him as much as I have been. Gillett has locations open in Salt Lake Union and Capitol Hill right now. So yeah, more yummy fried stuff. I remember when Skillet first opened, I don't know where I saw it, maybe Seattle Times or something. I was like, oh my mm. gosh, pork belly and waffles. I've never had seen right. this. This is a unique oh concept. Yeah. I, I got to go. And I, so yeah, mm-hmm. that was one of the first like brunch things I ever got. Mm-hmm. I actually took a day off from work just to go to Skillet. That was when back oh in the my day when Skillet just wow. opened and I was like, I got it. I'm going to do it. And I had pork belly and waffles. Yeah, and my history with Skillet goes way back because everybody knows they used to have the Airstream food truck. Mm -hmm. But what a lot of people don't know is before the food truck, they actually had a walk-up window. And so there's hardly anybody around here that I ever hear talking about. That's how long I've been going to them. I remember that walk-up window. It was like really word on the street where it's just like, hey, there's this place over there that like serves breakfast. I'm just like, what? It's like a walk-up window. I'm like, no. (laughs) No, that's not right. Nobody serves breakfast out of a window. (laughs) So yeah, it goes way back. And then the Airstreams were always gorgeous and really recognizable and then eventually closed down before they're first and now some of the locations are open again so super cool yeah they're open they have happy hour i was full i'm still full (laughs) the airstream used to be at the jingle bell 5k out in west lake mall so you would finish running a three miles and then and then at the end the airstream selling fried chicken sandwiches i'm like uh okay (laughs) (laughs) i kind of want one (laughs) with the kale caesar salad there 
Right. That's the best. That's the best. That's a reward right there, right? That's right. Okay. Last thing. I spent Saturday with Annie and Jesse in Edmonds for some food and shopping. So we kicked things off. <laughs> so of course, of course, it's a food crawl. We kicked things off at Fire and the Feast. And so uh, we'd never been there before. And so we had lemon ricotta pancakes, crab benedicts, and green shakshuka. And of course, bellinis. So starting the day off right with some drinks. And from there, we headed to market to uh, try their weekend special. So they had this teriyaki glaze seared hamachi rice bowl with ikura, seaweed salad, chiso leaves, and lime. So that tasted really good, too. And so I think today was the last day of that special, but it was mm. really yummy. After a bit of shopping, we headed to Ono Poke on our way home. And Steven was there. So we stayed to talk story, as we say in Hawaii. Annie, Jesse, and I, we bought our favorites. But then Steven brought out some sushi-grade ahi and the nakaochi special. So nakaochi is the, the scrapings from the ahi bones, and then it makes this really creamy mixture of fish. And he serves it on a bed of seasoned rice. It's slightly crispy, and it's, it's delicious. As far as I know, it's just going to be special, but I'm hoping he's going to have more in the future because it was really good. Like, people need to try that. Man, I'm so jealous. You guys got to go to Ono Poke <laughs> and the market. This sucks. <laughs> it's girls' day. <laughs> it's oh. girls' French day. We're shopping. You don't like to shop. I, I don't <laughs> we like to the shop. lavender store, and then we went to the candle store. You don't like any of that stuff. No, I don't. <laughs> I would tolerate it if you guys go to the market <laughs> and Ono Poke. Oh, yeah, I saw that sushi grade tuna. I was like, oh man, it's so good. And we actually spotted Jasmine Bell and her husband. On I the saw street. that too. Yeah. yeah. Just coincidence. I'm surprised she didn't join in on the food crawl with you guys. Oh, they were doing their own thing, you know? Yeah. But, but she, she actually texted me before we actually saw her. She's just like, I think I see you. Are you in Edmonds? And I'm all, okay, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it happens all the time. Right. I mean, so I was like, okay, I'm kind of used to it, but it's a fun day. All right. So we have a really fun interview, Nelson. Exciting. Why don't you tell everybody all about it? Yeah, our interview this week is with James Lim of Watson's Counter out in Ballard. We talked about everything from his recent knives sharpening service to why he's only accepting takeout orders and not having customers dine in, despite it being a phase three right now in Seattle. It's a popular brunch spot for many because of their Fruity Pebbles cereal French toast, their chicken wings and eggs Benedict. Here's our interview with James Lim of Watson's Counter. Hey, Seattle, today this is a fun interview. I have with me the owner of Watson's Counter, James Lim, out in Ballard. How you doing, my man? Good, man. How are you? Great. Hey, if people don't know, <laughs> we actually have a mutual friend, and that's how I knew you before I met you before our friend Moses Olson. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm really glad to have you on because I tried your stuff out when you first opened, and mm -hmm. amazing goji chang wings. It's just a really good fusion or more like korean style food i mean you have a lot of stuff like loco moco and other things too a lot of a lot of asian fare so yeah but before we even talk about it how did watson's counter all start so that's kind of a funny story is that so watson's counter was actually never intended to be a full-on restaurant okay since my background is coffee i've been a home cook since you know forever but i'm a coffee guy like through and through like my expertise is in coffee hands down and so the intention was to actually just be a coffee shop but we don't want to have donuts or pastries or cakes. You know, I, don't get me wrong. I love all that stuff, but that's not the thing I want to eat day to day. So Watson's counter just needed to be a representation of who I am as a person, yeah. which is,
which is why the food is a little bit different. It's not designed to be Korean fusion or Asian fusion or, mm-hmm. you know, inspired by. It's just, hey, this is where I grew up eating. This is yeah. what my like chef at the time, this is what he grew up eating. These are the foods that we want to share. And they're just kind of meant to be little snacks and little things, but they just ended up becoming full on dishes. And it just kind of evolved to what it became. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, did you start out as a barista or tell me a little bit about your origins pre Watson's counter? Cause Watson's you put counter. a lot of passion into your coffee. A lot of your coffee and your beverages are key to Watson's counter. And I just want to know how did, how did that all come about? Yeah. So pre Watson's, I went to the university of Washington. I studied, uh, I got my bachelor's in molecular biology mm-hmm. and I minored in microbiology. So oh, just... same. <laughs> oh, yeah? same. You, uh, your minor was microbiology. Mine is chemistry and organic chemistry. Okay. So we're dorks. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So, uh, <laughs> that, that being just a part of who I am and my personality, I actually ended up working in coffee part-time as a side gig and then just fell in love with it. Cause to me and the general public, even now, coffee is kind of like, oh, it's brown water. You drink it. It's good. It gives you energy. And caffeine is always the central focus for most people. Mm-hmm. But learning more about coffee and the intricacies and the science and all of that sort of stuff, it's amazing to hear all the chemistry and all the science that goes into making a good cup of coffee. Yeah. And especially when you approach coffee from a scientific perspective of extraction rates and percentages and ratios and yields and all that sort of stuff, especially in like the organic chemistry realm. Remember all those labs that we did for mm-hmm. like maximizing yields and all that (laughs) that's the game that you play with coffee and i love that and i get to consume it in the end which we were not allowed to do in ochem this is why your coffee is so special because it's it's a it's literally in quotes and a science for you yeah in terms of that it's just not making coffee it's it's you're you're talking about you know percentages of beans and roasting temperatures and all that stuff that's why your coffee is so good yeah hard For those that have never visited Watson's Counter and out there in Ballard, what are some of your dishes and coffees that you currently offer for takeout? So we have the regular gamut of uh, coffee drinks. I think the main thing I honestly always start people off with is drip coffee. Mm-hmm. Drip coffee is the dark horse underrated thing. Everyone has drip coffee, but finding a real special drip coffee, you can ask any specialty coffee person, is really difficult. Start with the drip coffee, but we also have a lot of fun stuff. So my current favorite right now is our espresso old-fashioned, which oh. is basically an old-fashioned, except instead of whiskey, we use espresso. And then we use a nitrogen gun to nitrogenate the whole thing. So you have this five ounce little drink that's espresso bitters it uses our orange rosemary syrup it packs a punch and it's super complex and delicious that's kind of my go-to right now wow and you just take it as a shot just like a a special shot or is that how how that works i mean if you're if you're shooting it back like if you're shooting old fashions (laughs) like that then yeah it it is a nitro drink and all nitro drinks will dissipate so personally i never suggest anything more than like a 12 ounce maximum on a nitro drink Mm -hmm. Um, but it's definitely sippable four or five sips it's pretty much done Um, i would also advise you to drink your espressos that way too if you can elongate that experience you get a really experience the complexity of an espresso and food wise give me one or two dishes that that's been really good right now yeah food wise we are doing the fried chicken sandwich that's a huge thing you know we kind of jumped into those waters more just for fun than anything else and it's been very well received after kenji came through it our business exploded for the chicken wings and the fried chicken sandwich and our chicken chunks so fried chicken is a a big thing for us right now and then we also got restaurant week coming up so we've been participating in that for two weeks 
Speaking of restaurant week, you are currently just doing takeout. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. Most businesses, I know we're right now in phase three in terms of restaurants and whatnot. So they're mm-hmm. having 50% capacity. How come you have guys have chosen just to just do takeout only? You know, the issue of phase three is, is a lot more complex than most people think. Mm-hmm. So 50% capacity doesn't mean you get to automatically seat 50% of what you were previously seating. Because we have social distancing rules, our 50% is equivalent to our 25 percent and it's equivalent to our 75 percent so we could see a maximum of maybe eight people you know two four tops or three two tops really like to give sufficient space it doesn't really make sense but more so than that i'm not really willing to put my team's health at risk Mm-hmm. for people to come in and sit down and eat. You know, we don't have an outdoor space, which again, wouldn't be fiscally doable for us, but it's a health thing more than anything else. We've been open under these pandemics parameters longer than we've been open for dining mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah, which is bizarre because to-go to was never part of our plan. For us to wait another two, three months so we can serve a better product and not put my team's health at risk, it's worth it. I mean, we're still bleeding money, but at the same time, I could never live with myself knowing that anybody in my under my care got sick because mm-hmm. people wanted to come and take their masks off and eat in front of our faces. No, I totally agree. I, I walked by a restaurant and I saw them had to close till, I believe, April 5th or 15th. I can't remember because of a COVID exposure. Yeah, I, there's always risks no matter what. Mm-hmm. My team has been exceptionally awesome because they are also limiting kind of their activities because they know that what they're doing right now in terms of serving food and serving coffee could possibly impact the health of other people. So, mm-hmm. I mean, their sacrifice should not be overlooked as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Let me transition to a different topic. You and I have had this conversation before about Yelp reviews and Google reviews and customer reviews. And I've never asked businesses before about this question. So you're the first that I've ever asked. Let's do it. How do businesses take on feedback like that? Take on reviews, negative and positive reviews. Yeah. What's your opinion? My opinion is that the forum that is available for people is a little unregulated and I'm not looking for regulation. I don't really care as much as I wish there was a better, I just wish that there was a better avenue for these conversations to happen. Most of our negative reviews are misunderstandings. There are definitely a handful of failings. We are by no means perfect. We've Mm -hmm. failed plenty of times. I think the positive of that is that it gives us an opportunity to make up for it in a certain way, but explaining certain things just makes us look petty. I think that's a difficult part of an online forum as well because tone does not come across. So trying to explain something is just like us being petty and being like, no, but you don't understand. You know, and that's that's just not cool. A lot of the criticisms are like, they use too much cornstarch or this or that. And it's like, okay, well, we don't use any Mm cornstarch. Those are the difficult things when we get reviews that are hypercritical of something we're doing, but it's not something we even do. Yeah, There's no way to approach that. There's no winning that situation. I'm too proud <laughs> as a as a Korean person, mm-hmm. and just as a human and of my team to admit fault where we didn't do anything wrong. Right. Right. Like I'm not gonna apologize for my team trying to give you the best product that we offer. We don't have omelets. So if my front of house refuses to serve you an omelet, it's because we don't make omelets. Right. Yeah. You know, it's just not who we are. Go to Denny's. Like there are plenty mm-hmm. of places with an omelet. We're just not one of them. On the other hand, the positive reviews are awesome. You know, like when you see the outpouring of love 
love. It really helps us feel good about what we're doing because you know that adage of one bad experience negates like 20 good ones, mm-hmm. right? And so it's it's easy for us to get hang on to these bad ones, but our overall rating on things like Google and Yelp is, is pretty good. I try to keep perspective and I'll, I'll cut and paste those and I'll send them into our Slack channel, the Watson's Counter Slack channel to show everybody like, hey guys, you guys are doing great. You know, people are loving it. I appreciate it. And I won't share the ones that are not beneficial and negative. Sometimes there's negative ones that are beneficial, right? Like, oh, I got this and it tasted really weird. And like, okay, we need to fix that. Mm-hmm. We have those conversations. But the positive ones I always send through because it's good for us, especially in these difficult times right now, to really marinate on those and make it feel worth it. Because I mean, at the end of the day, we exist to feed people and mm-hmm. to give people delicious food, delicious drinks. And that's where we find joy in this industry. Mm-hmm. When I write reviews, I would never nitpick about, like you said, mentioned about too much cornstarch, because I would never know that you added cornstarch to food. I would never know what chefs are adding to their ingredients to make that plate. I, I'm not watching them in the kitchen doing that. So for me, I would never critique them. I would critique them whether it's the food's too salty or certain things, just basic stuff. Yeah, totally. But to try to analyze, to see if you've put star anise in something or whatever it is, right. it's, it's not my place. I'm Chefs are like the pro- professional athletes. Like I came here to eat and to enjoy and be entertained by your food. When I write reviews, it's it's more about feedback food tastes delicious or not or if it's or how they prepare the food and also customer service too as well for sure how are people at the front are they greeting you are they just maybe they're having a bad day i don't know how is their mood basically right it's like like their customer service is like did i feel welcome did i not feel welcome did was the person short to me things like that that's kind of what i want to write is about experience when i walk in how was watson's counter they're like, yeah. wow, they're they're very cheerful. They're very welcoming. And I would definitely come back or the other way around. Totally. That's how I would write reviews for me. Yeah, I think with food, it's a whole experience. Food, coffee, anything, a bar. It's the moment you walk in, the way you're greeted or not greeted, mm-hmm. it dictates that experience, which also dictates how your dish, your drink, how that all tastes is impacted by the experience, right? Mm-hmm. Look, I love everybody, but here's the thing. The camera eats first hashtag, it makes me cringe really hard. <laughs> but in the grand scheme of things, we do eat with our eyes first. Yeah. You know, we do, our emotions are very impactful in terms of the flavors too, you know? I was talking about my baristas today about how when I was working in Strictly Coffee, when people found out my role in the company, they would be like, hey, you know what you should do? You should get this coffee from Colombia. Because when I was in Colombia... I had this coffee and it was the best coffee ever. And I'm like, you know what? That's really awesome. We'll look into that. But there's so much that goes on there. I think, I mean, I know just the experience of being in Colombia, seeing them roast it, being there when they brew it, that whole experience is in and of itself so amazing. It makes that cup of coffee amazing, Mm -hmm. right? And I think in the same respect, like you're saying, the customer's service experience is a huge part of how everything's going to taste. Yeah. Real quick, tell me about this knife sharpening project that I've been reading about that you, <laughs> that you created. Give me like a minute of it, just a synopsis of it. Yeah, I've been sharpening my own knives for well over a decade. Now that I have a restaurant, I've kind of upped my efficiency tools. People found out I was sharpening my own knives and people asked me if I would do it for them. And now it's become a side hustle. So it's basically anyone can bring in their knives. Do they make an appointment or how do they how do they do that? For no, you? you know, I don't even need to know you're coming. Just make sure they're wrapped up safely. I usually ask people to wrap them up in towels. Mm-hmm. I drop them off. 
we take their phone number, then something I can text them at, their name, and then I sharpen them. And then they, I'll just kind of give them a total because a dollar fifty an inch. If mm-hmm. it's serrated, I do two dollars because that's a lot more work. Yep. Certain serrated knives I can't do just because of the intricacies of the patterns. I ask them just Venmo me or cash at me, and then they're good to pick them up. That is no awesome. Yeah. <laughs> There's no, I don't know any other restaurant that's doing something like that. That's that's so crazy and unique. I didn't know that. I was reading that. I was like, I know this guy. I know who he's doing. <laughs> This is like an accident, honestly. Yeah. All right. Let me get you out of here with two questions we always ask in the podcast. Where are we eating, James? Tell me some places you like to eat other than Watson's Counter. Tell me what, what are some places you like to visit? Ooh, where am I eating right now? Um, besides Costco, let's see. <laughs> There's a place right here by my house called Tacos and Beer that I really love. Mexican food, it's delicious. I don't know why it's not like on everyone's radar. That place is great. You know, the next place I'm really trying to hit is Musang. Uh-huh. Uh, but they're closed Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. And Sunday, Mondays are the only days I can really get down to yeah. that area. My partner and I, were trying to figure out a way if she can cut out of work early or something. Uh-huh. We're really trying hard to get there right yeah. now. Yeah. yeah, but honestly, right right now, the biggest thing is we're not eating anywhere that is corporate. Mm-hmm. We're trying to support all the small local places as much as possible. We're picking yep. up them as much as possible. And if we do get delivery from like Uber Eats or something, we tip big because yeah. that's what they need. Definitely. Yeah. All right, James, let me get you out of this. How do we find Watson's Counter on social media and how do people order online too? give us give us all the details? Yeah, uh, ordering online super easy. Just watsonscounter.com. And then in that website, right on the splash page, there'll be a button that says order online. Mm-hmm. You can order there. If you need delivery, you have to go third party because we're in the middle of training a bunch of empl- new people right now. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, I'm most active on Instagram. It's just at Watson's Counter. You'll see some, a little bit of Twitter action. But other than that, Facebook, I'll check every once in a while. Everything across the board, though, is Watson's Counter. Perfect. Thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, my pleasure. It's good seeing your face. <laughs> And that was our interview with James Lim of Watson's Counter. For those that don't know, Monica, like you, Monica, Watson is James's dog. So he named it after Watson's Counter after his dog. Just because I haven't been there doesn't mean I don't know the name of his dog. <laughs> I do know what his name is. <laughs> I still know the story. <laughs> Now, James is awesome. He takes coffee literally to a science. As he said in the interview, he also is a biology major from UW. We won't get into that, but he loves just basically the breakdown, the science and the yield of coffee. And that's why he puts a lot of passion into the coffee that he makes. You'll want to probably get the coffee old fashioned. Instead of whiskey, he uses espresso and coffee. So, mm-hmm. but that, that sounds really good with, with, I think, an orange syrup that he makes in house too, mm. as well. Nice. That sounds really yeah. good. And as we also mentioned, knife sharpening. Hey, if you need your knife sharpened, you can bring it into James and he can sharpen it for you at Watson's counter too. Oh, that's super cool. Um, we sharpen our own knives. <laughs> um, my, uh, my dad taught me how because we had to know how to sharpen knives because we hunt and fish. And so, if they're dull when we're actually doing those things, it's it's not good. So I know how to sharpen my own knives. My dad never taught me how to sharpen knives, so I don't know how that works. So. <laughs> we have. <laughs> I don't even know if I have a knife sharpener around the house. Oh either, yeah, so we have four different kinds of knife sharpeners depending on what kind of blade we're sharpening. Okay. Do people still have electric can openers? Because I think the electric can opener has like a knife sharpener feature on there. Maybe I don't know. Maybe electric I... can opener is not a thing anymore. Is it not? No, it's been replaced by the small juicer. There's there's no electric can opener. It still anymore. works. How do people open canned foods then? We're, we're... Uh, we twist and it goes around the can. Oh, you need the electric can opener. That's what you need. 
I'm not going to get tarp- carpal tunnel by twisting a can open, Nelson. It's okay. <laughs> anyway, guys, go follow Watson's Counter. Check them out. They've got some new stuff. Their fried chicken sandwich is just selling like hotcakes. No pun intended to your reference to Cole earlier about pancakes. But they're uh, all right, Monica, what's going on for this coming week? I, I think I got to make, I'm, I'm going to make a trip out to Halal guys tomorrow. And I think that's it. Uh, let me look up my calendar. I think I'm going for hot pot next week. Cause that sounds really good. Hmm. Um, I, I want to go to dollar shop. <laughs> yeah. How did you know where I'm going? <laughs> Cause I know, I know you. There's only one place you would go during the pandemic that you would sacrifice yourself to get. <laughs> Hot pot, and that's dollar shop. <laughs> yeah, right. That's true. That's true. A couple of deliveries and a couple other things that haven't worked themselves out yet. But as always, Nelson, regardless of what we have planned for the week, somehow it gets filled up with food. And I think you should treat yourself with a burrito this week because you're so good. <laughs> I will treat myself, but I will not tell anybody about it. It's probably going to be too much secret eating. Right. It's already embarrassing that Monica calls me out on this stuff, so I can't. I, I just, <laughs> well, three burritos in a week, Nelson. On top of everything else, I'm just creeping it. I don't know why. I was just like, burrito sounds really good right now. Let's do three days in a row of burritos. Let's just do it. The mysterious burritos. <laughs> Could have been worse. Who knows what's in them? Who knows what's in them? <laughs> Burritos just sound better than sandwiches. And I know how, I think you like, you prefer burritos over sandwiches. And I think it's a tough call. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> you like neither. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I know where I forgot to tell you, I'm actually going to a local tide tomorrow because Jimmy's Big Easy is popping up there. So I'll be there tomorrow. It's a Monday oh, yeah. and I'm leaving the house, which is weird. Monday pop up. Okay. Right. All right. Monday pop yeah. up. Check it out. Need some Cajun food. All right, everyone. That's our show for tonight. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe out there. Have a great week. And of course, happy eating Seattle. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe for future episodes and leave us a five-star rating and review on whichever platform you're listening on. In the meantime, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Seattle Foodie Podcast and on Twitter at Seattle Food Pod. You can also email us at seattlefoodiepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks again, and we hope you enjoy the Seattle Foodie Podcast. 